This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. And this is Karen Kilgariff. Uh, the entire way. You know I do a lot of research whenever we have a guest. I read the, sh- uh, the sheet mm-hmm. and I was reminded of today's guest's comic book called Minor Threats, which made me listen to Minor Threat the whole way. Nice. Which is high octane, high energy punk rock. Punk rock. Which, you know, I'm into now. Is that your new thing, punk rock? It has to sort of be because I've been practicing. I had another Curb Dogs show. Oh, your band. And we, yes, I say that so hesitantly, but I do karaoke with a live band (laughs) of songs none of you have ever heard of. A dream. uh, Except for the Dinosaur Jr. one, probably. And uh, it, I need to listen to it to get into that mode. It helped. And then we rehearsed more than once this last time, and that helped a lot. Yeah. And the audience was all 50-something skateboarders, which really, really helped. Man, I have to go to those shows. I, yeah, we have yet to do one that isn't somewhere in Montana or Washington <laughs> at a skate park opening. Um, <laughs> but this was in a town called Big Sandy, which is can't even be a 1,000 people. Big Sandy, Montana, it's where... Uh, one of the Montana senators is from and where Jeff Ament from Pearl Jam is from. Nice. And so once we hit this little town driving around, I just was thinking of Jeff as a little kid thinking, oh, I want to be a rock star one day in this town that is eight blocks wide Mm -hmm. and high. And then all of a sudden, there he was <laughs> and, on a bike. And but, oh, you saw him? Yeah, he was just adult <laughs> Jeff Mem riding a bike around, reminiscing about when he was a child riding a bike around. So he moved back to his hometown or maybe never moved out? He goes back. Uh, he lives a few places, I think. Because mm-hmm. Pearl Jam, I think, makes 
good money for him. I bet they do. <laughs> I bet they do. I bet they do. And no, he's, he's got like a skate team with little kids in the area that skate for his team. It's Aww. quite wholesome and fun. And then we played a loud show in a bar. So I've been listening to punk rock. Nice. And that is my story that I've started on this episode of Do You Need a Ride? Great story. Thank you. I think at the end it kind of went down. It did. Well, energy-wise, I think right. it was still very compelling. Well, there's a lot of pressure with stories at the end because we're comics to have a big what? closing statement. What okay. would you be doing, sir? Like, what? he wasn't turning the wheel at all. He right. was just coming into my There life. was no reason for him to turn that wide. That car was 20 feet away. He it, just wanted to kiss our lane to feel like it felt what it felt like. It looked like he was looking at this huge median blocker, like he was thinking about driving over it to get to go left. Like he wanted to go left so bad, he was just going to drive through some bushes to I, do it. I like to give people the benefit of a doubt or the doubt or a, any doubt. A doubt. Perhaps some. he was having a medical emergency. His mouth was foaming. He was biting on a belt. <laughs> And that makes you take a wide turn. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wish him well is what I'm saying. I don't. You don't? Oh. I was more like, I'll kill you. L.A. style? Yeah. Road yeah. rage style? Where you just do it with your eyes? Yeah, and just kind of <laughs> like, the any chance to kind of get bad feeling going about your fellow man in another car who might be making a mistake, just jump on that chance because it, it just makes your life awful. Yeah. That, right? was, that was one... That was one thing I got used to in Los Angeles. That kind of aggression doesn't usually go anywhere. People get very, uh, they'll honk their horn, they'll flip you off, which in Montana means both cars are going to pull over <laughs> and you're going to square off on the dirt shoulder, the soft shoulder. <laughs> and people get real hard in the soft shoulder when it comes to, whoa, it just, I, I, I'm still, I have terrible memories. That's kind of funny because Los Angeles being how it is, it, you're right. It's all fake threats from people yeah. who have no intention of ever getting out of their car to fight you or really to do anything I'm except for get home. I'm starting to not even believe a lot of the like NWA lyrics and, and rap groups I grew up listening to. <laughs> you think they were lying? I think Ice Cube was always, are we there yet, Ice Cube? <laughs> I don't think caps were busted ever. <laughs> and I hope you're listening, Cube. Oh, my God. Cube, if you're listening, I love you. Yeah. I mean, I wanted your approval when we were both on the same Conan episode, but I ended up just talking to Wayne Gretzky. The idea that you would, I mean, it's very natural to want approval from Ice Cube. Yes, But I to do. expect it, I don't, that's bad. I did not that's, expect it. That's bad. I went into it with low expectations and I... And once he walked down the hall and I saw his eyebrows that are just like mm. a caricature drawing of yeah. Ice Cube, mm -hmm. they are not welcoming. They are furrowed. Right. And they come up in the middle at the top of his nose and curl up and, and it seems like... And he also has those flared nostrils, Con like consistently flared nostrils. He does absolutely look like he's waiting for a fight at any point. Right. And of course, being the person I am, I really love that. I relate to it. I love a resting bitch face. Yep. I love the energy of shut the fuck up. Yep. It's my favorite. Yeah, it, and it'll stop me from going, hi, I'm a big fan, because he doesn't need to hear that. But did you, did anyone tell you, did he watch your set? Like when it was all? I doubt it. He probably was in and out. I didn't watch his set. Wait, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's understandable. Because <laughs> you can't, like, five minutes before 
you do stand-up comedy on TV, you right. can't hear or see anything. And I remember you called me before that set and said very uh, reassuring, you got this, you belong there, you know what you're doing. I did? Yes. Aww. And we were just getting to know each other at the time. Right. So thank you for that. You're welcome. I meant uh, it. I'm afraid it didn't work. I was nervous as hell, but I appreciate. But the nervousness is good because it's the it's the engine. You had it. That set is legendary. The sweater was legendary. Oh, thanks. It's Come so on. funny. I was doubting that sweater, and I right before I went through the curtains, I looked at just the guy that works on the crew that was his job in that moment to open the curtain, and he had a headset, and I'm like. I'm gonna take this sweater off. He's like, you keep that sweater on. <laughs> he very much approved of the sweater and it gave me that final boost of confidence that, I needed. The unsung crew members on shows, daily shows where people, it's so hard on talk shows. It's hard work. People are under pressure constantly. It's very hard to make a show every day. And there are crew members like that. They understand that especially stand-up comics, like a, a crew member on Conan would understand. This is like right. a chance is being given. There's a lot of pressure, but they know that ultimately it's like, you're here to do what you do. You got picked because you're good. But the idea that they're then conveying that to you, like you, you've you got this. Yeah. I just love that. that or, I felt I had the same experience with those, with the crew on Conan, where they're just like, they're watching you do it and they they allow you to kind of like entertain them. They're not like, jaded or looking down or anything they're in it with you it's beautiful yeah they were and they know what they're doing when i the first thing i did was kimmel and that was a new show it was live with like a radio oh, yeah. delay button and there was a you had to walk out on a catwalk that wasn't even near the audience they could choose to wrench their neck <laughs> 90 degrees to look at you or just not look at you which, which most of them did mm. and at the last minute Super Dave Osborne went too long with something and the guy, instead of saying, hey, that's a nice sweater, said, hey, can you do a couple minutes less or come back tomorrow? I don't even think it was his call. <laughs> and I said, I can't, I have to leave town tomorrow. And he's like, okay, just do less time. And so I did different jokes and the prompter person was freaking out and yeah. pointing at the cards as if I was had lost my mind and they bleeped me like a whole sentence. I thought it went well. I went to a bar to watch it and it was just like, beep. Like Cause you were like, talking about something you can't talk about. I, I don't fully remember, but I didn't swear. And they beeped it. Like I said, shit, fuck ass poop. Well, huh. I wonder if you were talking about like a, an area that I they're not allowed I think I said Jesus. Oh, as an expletive. But also, that's so ridiculous that the stage manager would be the one saying, "Can you do extra time?" Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like it was his call, and I don't think it is his call. Well, but it wouldn't. He unless him doing that independently would not be happening. It's the director talking through him. Oh, perhaps. Okay. Yeah. Well, then I feel better. But I'm, I'm about to make a noise. Oh. That was a bodily function. A lot of people think I'm opening a soda. But that was one of Chris's specialty farts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have some signatures, and that was one of my specialty signatures. It's called the barbecue. <laughs> Who wants to play frisbee or cornhole? <laughs> Welcome to the barbecue. Speaking okay. of cornhole. This, okay, wait, what's the address? I looked at it on Google Maps, and so I will know what it looks like. You did, okay. 
I think it might be here on the right. And it is. Okay, great. This is it. Great. See, I do my research. I look at a picture of the home. <laughs> Creepy. <clears throat> Excuse me. That was a quick pickup. Yes, it was. My fear is that um, I've, I've said everything I've said in the past. Because I have... Too patent? Um, to our, our audience. Whoops. But it's been decades. And by that, I mean five, six years. Since, uh, I, uh, since I retold that last story. Oh, yeah. I don't even remember that last story. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good. That well, means you know I me, have. I'll immediately start criticizing you if you're doing something incorrect. And I'm constantly in a state of fear because of it. <laughs> and I thank you. It's great for podcasting. It is. It is. What <laughs> would a mobile podcast be without fear? Without fear and pressure. Yeah. You. Yeah. You yeah. He does Doing clubs and what? colleges across the country, <laughs> everyone. Clubs and colleges. <laughs> Heard him on Alex Bennett. She <laughs> <laughs> got up at 5.30 to oh. go on Alex Bennett. Or just stayed awake all night. <laughs> like everyone else on the show. Depending. Oh boy. Hi, guys. Hi, Pat. Are, are you still... Coming from Toluca Lake, or have you moved, Karen? I am also now where I am in the same city you live in. What? Yes. Oh, we're like two minutes from each other. Yes. Everyone lives here. Um, Seth Green and his wife live down here. Flanagan lives here. Mm-hmm. I like um, Seth Green. Seth Green, yeah. Zoe Lister-Jones is down the street. I see her out on my walks, <laughs> on my perambulations <laughs> that you do when you're 54. Um, and you got to move that... Uh, are there a lot of flat streets here? A nice flat one? Nice. Okay, then I'll do that. <laughs> it's my ankle, my ankles. I can't, can't do those hills. I can go uphill fights. The downhill. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, you're not. You're, we're all warned about going downhill. <laughs> yeah, it's bad yeah, for the be knees. Be careful. And, and where are you living now, Chris? I am. Uh, thank you for asking. I used. I was in Venice Beach for like 17 years, and oh. I now live in Echo Park, where they shot the movie Training Day. Right on those oh, streets. Oh, no shit. Yeah, right where Denzel's yelling at Ethan Hawke while they're front in front of my garages. So you went you went from uh, both ends of the bohemian spectrum, yes. Venice and then Echo Park. Yes, Very I really nice. did. Yeah. yeah, and I find both it covered. to be friendlier and, and more of a community. I love where I live. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, it's right. terrific. Um, the only thing I need to do, if we could stop by Flare Cleaners on Laurel Canyon, <laughs> I'll be down there to our right. Otherwise, let's just drive around. Hell yeah. Maybe go further up north, Laurel Canyon, is to where it gets weird. Should we go? Uh, where do you want to go? I mean, we could go there. We could also go down Mulholland. We could do a little classic L.A. drive, oh, come around. You're so right. Let's do Mulholland. Should we do that? God damn it. Yes, that's way better. You know what? Fuck it, make a left. I'll get, I can get flare cleaners tomorrow. I got all day open. I'm <laughs> we not can going do to... both. We can do both. Yeah, we can do it. We'll, well do... let's do Mohan and we loop back around. We'll grab it. Okay. Let's, let's talk about David Lynch movies and then we'll go get your suits pressed. <laughs> <laughs> what did you get done at the dry cleaners? Some uh, uh, A bunch honey? of shirts and a couple of them. I had some labels removed because they have those. The gap puts like 15 <laughs> unnecessary labels down on the right seam. Yep. And, and it, they're just flapping around and smacking into you and you're walking around like, what is the That was Karen's call, actually. She used to work at The Gap. Oh, yeah. for real. More said, labels she used to please, scream. Please explain to people how to iron this over and over in every language <laughs> yeah. that you can come up with. And then let's also have a pocket with spare buttons in it for no reason. Yeah. Because as you know, uh, 
20-somethings love to darn and sew. <laughs> That's what they always do. I have never, ever used those spare buttons. No. No. Why are you giving... If, if I lose a button, it's lost. Yeah. Yeah. Or also, you can just open your junk drawer and find, a, like, a kind of pearlescent button to yes. replace it. Exactly. They're not rare. <laughs> Although, thank you to, to The Gap for even being that considerate because... You would think that they would be like, get your own buttons. Right, yeah. But they're not. Yeah, and they also wanted to give Gen X the illusion that we were somehow self-reliant. Uh. <laughs> Here, here's a, we've also added a little sewing kit. Great. Yeah, Jay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank I'll you. be getting rid of this as well. Just take the needle out of the tiny tomato pin cushion <laughs> and do what your, all your grandmas taught you. Uh, well, I have a thumb ring with a little mushroom cap on it that I... <laughs> that I needle pointed and that's where I keep all my supplies. I wonder, I would like to know on a calendar when the last time a thimble was used. Oh, that's a good question. I mean, down at a, like, Milton Edie's, you know, where they do <laughs> alterations 24 hours. That's one of my favorite things I used to live by. And listener, yes, I... Milton Edie's is a very famous kind of Hollywood in, in um, Burbank. Yeah. Taylor, where yeah. you can go there 24 hours a day and get your shit fixed. Oh, although yeah. it'll cost you uh, $80 minimum, no matter what it yes. is. Yes, but I bet they get a lot of um, meth heads that at 2 a.m. <laughs> decide to go through their uh, closets. Yeah. I'm going to reorganize, going to gonna, uh, alter some things. Yeah. And they take them on. I used to go to Milton Eaties all the time yeah. to, to the point where I had to stop eating that goddamn popcorn that they leave out. Because <laughs> I would eat it and then I would just have greasy fingers and then get my clothes all messed up again like an idiot. I remember I uh, remember Danny Ceballos for... Yeah, do I remember I, Danny Ceballos? A legend. A true legend. I remember yes. the name and I don't even know Danny Ceballos. He was... The, oh boy. He, he was the greatest non-stand-up comic hangout person he, in our group Yeah, of he was one of the... There's that weird subgroup of, of the non-comics that are just as funny as the comics. Yeah. yeah. He, he was that guy. Mm -hmm. And him, when he and his wife Sarah got married, I was a bridesmaid and Aww. and she she asked me to be a bridesmaid, which is really nice. And of course, six months prior, when she asked me, we all went to try on bridesmaids dresses. And I was so embarrassed. She, she, I mean, it was like, not just strapless and sleeveless, but it like, it only just hooked around your neck. Like what? it was high pressure oh, uh, no. kind of bridesmaid challenge. And so <laughs> I left. They were challenge dresses. They basically. were challenge dresses of what do you actually want to look like when you show up for this thing? Uh -huh. So I immediately went on the most intense starvation diet. Oh God. To the point where when I walked in for the wedding, all the people that knew me went, oh. Oh, like, oh God. <laughs> wow. You okay? <laughs> Karen, sit down. Karen. Karen, drink this juice. Let me get, check your teeth enamel. Get, get her a saline and potassium IV right now. Stat. Stat. But I had to take that dress. Oh, so I was no. doing it thinking, oh, hopefully I can just, like, my arms will be slightly smaller or whatever. Mm -hmm. I had to take that dress into Milton Edie's and get it. This woman's, like, folding the things over going, oh, my God, why did you buy the dress so big? And I'm like, I can't explain this right now. I, I can't talk to you about this. Wow. Oh, Look at this Edie. ankle rolling vista. <laughs> Get up there. <laughs> Climb up there, you little goats. Yeah. <laughs> I remember um, Karen and I were in Seattle for some reason. I was opening for you? Opening, or or, or was it Bumbershoot? Bumbershoot, like, I knew you'd say it. One of them, <laughs> a great word to say in Jerry Lewis. Bumber. <laughs> Bumbershoot. <laughs> but Danny would do this character called the Contessa. <laughs> and it was this old, like, wealthy dowager and 
are you people dumb? Like, <laughs> yes. And um, we, we, were, we were in some vintage clothing store and we saw a hat and we both went, the Contessa! <laughs> yes. And we bought it and we brought it back for him. I yes. just remember, like, that, that's how funny that guy was. Oh, that's nice. Because normally the hat that he would that's make nice. would be, a, like, a napkin he would pick up where we were at a party at Laura Milligan's house, <laughs> yeah. and he would just pick a napkin up, wrap it around his head, because that's how you knew how drunk he was. Oh, yeah. That he would turn into the Contessa and start yelling at people. Exactly. It was Why isn't everyone paying attention to me? And remember when, oh. I think you actually put in a video... Because it was some, it was like the compilation of bloopers from CNN or whatever. So we all sat down to watch TV in the middle of this party, and he walked in, <laughs> stood in front of the TV with this weird raincoat around his head, and went, "Are you people dumb?" That's yes, <laughs> that's right. He was so mad we were watching TV. Oh God! Yeah, he, he boy, when he would get drunk, he went all the way. I, I remember seeing John Matta like carrying him out of the. Uh, uh, um, oh my God! What was the place? The Cat and the Fiddle. Oh yeah! Like literally, like, like he had picked up a mannequin <laughs> and was like, like at Squaresville, like we're changing the mannequins. And he would like pick Danny. Danny was so slim and light. Yeah. You could just pick him up. Well, we got to take him somewhere. He can't walk. <laughs> He's so hammered. Oh my God, Danny! What's Danny doing now? So is he still married? He's still married. Yay. And he, his wife is a musicologist. She got a job um, as a professor. I think it's called Lawrence College in Appleton, Wisconsin. So they live way fucking north in Wisconsin. Um, and he's and they've lived there for like, it's been 15 years probably. Oh my God. And they love it, yeah. So he just does sets at Skyline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Or he goes he goes to the local supermarket, not the chain one, but the mom and pop and just, and every now and then he'll kind of half go into the Contessa. Yeah. Like glare at the zucchinis. Like, oh, just underpick too soon. How dare you? Yeah, oh my God. I, I miss that. I miss people doing characters. Yeah, we would, there was always, people would go into just whatever at a party and it didn't have to necessarily go anywhere. Mm -mm. But yeah. I miss that too, like during stand-up, not as a TikTok persona. Like and, and again, you know what? And it was all, it was truly for ourselves because we weren't TikToking or posting shit. You right. couldn't. Right. It was just we're amusing ourselves right now. Yes. And this is all going into the ether. Yeah, it was the big, because everything was a big riff contest. So it was oh, like, boy. what can you bring? Mm -hmm. If you're just going to do regular hard jokes, well, then stand over there because <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to <laughs> unveil my new character. <laughs> you're right. There was a time as weird as I, and and not well received occasionally as I can be in, in a mainstream <laughs> setting, <laughs> I felt sometimes like I was some road hack because I was wanting to do my bits oh. and everyone else was like, well, I bought a box of crackers, so I'm going to be the Ritz tycoon <laughs> because I just picked these up. And I I felt, uh, and I'm just talking about way later for me, just UCB right, right. And, and MBAR. Yeah. Like, uh, I, am I putting, am I, I memorized all these things. <laughs> no. <laughs> and then the next week I could just be chewing it at the comedy store. I like that there's that. Right. Yeah. I remember there. there was a, there, there used to be a message board called a special thing and it was kind of very M bar Largo centric. Yes, all the, all the, all the M bar Largo fans, like the alt comedy fan base was on this message board. And 
And a lot of us would go on there and just, you know, answer fans and talk about stuff. Oh my gosh. But I, I would remember them, they would review M-Bar shows every week. Like you would do the M-Bar and you'd come home and go on that message board and like an hour later, someone had written up the entire show. <laughs> yes. And I, But I remember one night, and this is no slam on anyone in this, but it was it was a night where everyone went up and just absolutely killed. Boom, boom, boom. And David Cross went up and he was trying a bunch. He goes, I'm trying a bunch of new stuff because he was working on a new special. And a lot of the new stuff just didn't work. Mm -hmm. It just didn't land. He didn't have a great set. Still David Cross, still funny, but it just didn't work. And so this guy wrote this review and he's like, the only, you know, everyone else went up all prepared and rehearsed. And it was disgusting. The only real comedian that night was David Cross. It was like, wow. he didn't, but it was like <laughs> that ethos had leaked into the board. Yeah. Like, oh, they, anyone can go up and just get laughs. Actually, no, you can't. That's no. the whole point of comedy. It's, <laughs> that's the hard thing to do. So it's quite rehearsed. What's, yes. <laughs> was the review written by like David X? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he ever went on those boards. No, they, there, there were some, like, very specific personalities that came out of that yeah. board that I feel a lot of them probably went alt-right as uh, yeah. the years rolled on. <laughs> just yeah. as they became more disaffected, they yeah. suddenly just started posting on... Once that board closed, they're like, well... Uh, I guess it's Stormfront for me. Yeah, well, uh, how much is it to fly to Washington, D.C.? I, uh, oh. yeah... I, Ooh, I used to search for my name on there. I, mm -hmm. I just, yeah, oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that until you brought it up. And oh yeah, oh yeah, thought, well, that person kind of said something nice, and I'd think about it. It actually affected. You could me. always see the early. There were always rough drafts of the internet out there. They just weren't there yet. Like I remember when this is when I was living in San Francisco. You, I don't know if you ever did this, Karen, but. There was a thing in the cafes for a while called the coffee net. No. <laughs> and there were these little stations, little keyboards with a screen. And you fed a quarter into a slot. And then you could chat. It was just a chat room. And there were other monitors and keyboards in other coffee shops. That's all it was. So there was never more than 12 people in the chat room. But Blaine and I and Mark Marin would put a stack of Like, we were immediately addicted to this. And I, <laughs> you would think that I would observe, like, wait a minute, I'm in a coffee shop with my friends and I'd rather feed quarters and just type non sequiturs <laughs> at, at these random people. There's clearly money in this. Yeah. And I just didn't even bother. Like, yeah. You could have been the... This'll never catch on. Yeah. Hang on. I need this $5. Can I get this in quarters, this $5 bill? Thank you. The part of it that they figured out a way to make you pay for it like that is hilarious. Like, oh, yeah. A quarter. It was like playing a video. A quarter got you ten minutes, <laughs> and and we would sit there and just. And I was um, I think we had different names. Uh, I think um, I forgot what I. But we would go on and just like start talking, and then you get into arguments, and the arguments were. But apparently, back in the seventies and eighties, weren't there party lines on the phone? Yeah. Yeah. And you could call up and just talk to people. Yep, that turned into the sex lines. Yeah. Yep. Like in Pick later up 80s. the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Thousands of women are waiting to talk to me? Wow. <laughs> wow. Me specifically? Remember that, that there's a scene in, um, I think it's Shortcuts. Jennifer Jason Leigh is a phone sex operator where people just call up and she's saying the most filthy stuff. And her either boyfriend or husband, played by Chris Penn, is is clearly like like she's making a lot of money for them mm -hmm. and he's like why don't you never talk that way to me and she goes because it's disgusting like <laughs> she's not personally attached to it but 
It's like, that's probably who you're talking to when you're on the sex lines. Oh, yeah. 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 I had a friend who did that. Um, really? Yeah. It, oh, because Lord. it was really good money. So all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you don't have to go be a waitress for eight hours. You can just mm-hmm. do this for two. And as long as you're willing to just be kind of gross and some guys being gross back to you, you, <laughs> you make bank. My friend was just like, yeah, who gives a shit? I'd, I'd way rather yeah. like, get this big payout. And it's like worth her time. Yeah, that, well, that's like the all the, the, I don't know if those still exist, cam girls, web girls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that a whole thing? Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's now it's like the OnlyFans accounts, right? Yeah. That's, oh, that's right. Yeah. That's, oh my don't God. pretend okay. you don't know well, that. You want to hear my embarrassment? This is, this is fucking, oh, this is mortifying. <laughs> oh, no. Right when OnlyFans started, when I, I had heard the term OnlyFans, but I didn't know yet that it was for porn. I just thought OnlyFans. Artists have a page and people pay to see your new work. And um, I was talking with Amy Mann and she was like, yeah, I'm trying to put this new album out. But, you know, you got to the labels are all collapsing and, you know, I don't know how to get the word out. And then I just said, well, you should start an OnlyFans page. <laughs> like in my mind, thinking because that's where you would put it. She's like, what? I go, where you, where you put your music on? She goes, do you know what OnlyFans <laughs> no, is? I, but I was people, like, what? And then kid to explain, I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's not what I was saying. <laughs> no, people do do that, though. You're not off. I, now and they I'm, do. Yeah, yeah. yeah, now they do. Yeah, yeah I've, I have seen that in in recent days. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute, yeah, there's someone who has an OnlyFans page. Wait a minute, they just announced it, and they're not like a porn person. Who... No, there's people that are doing comedy specials on OnlyFans. Right. What? Yeah, yeah. That's what I've seen. Yeah, it's like oh. a new... I think, um, I think Whitney Cummings produced a roast, but I can't remember the person who she the roast naked was about. Is that true? No. No. <laughs> like, what? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're trying to basically, like, sidestep all the middlemen and all the people that take all their percentages. Exactly. Just, yeah. I'll put it up and pay whatever... Or not even pay what you want. They're, like... Dana Gould has a Patreon, but it's like, I'm not doing levels. I'm not doing tiers. It's five bucks a month and you get everything. Yeah. Like, And, and when when you do it that way, actually more people sign up. I'm Because they're like, oh, this is so easy. Yeah. I'm 100% sold on it and I might do it. Yeah. This do com- it. I want, and then just have a sultry image that <laughs> suggests I'm doing yes. <laughs> anything more interesting. Hi, everybody. Well, then there's also writers that have sub stacks and you pay for that every month or they're like I don't need to worry about getting it published if you want to read my stuff here it is yeah yeah all the self-publishing stuff that's going on also Cameo where you can if people want yeah. you to say happy birthday or whatever yeah although from what I heard Cameo can end up taking over your life like it is what it's so you, much work it becomes your well it's not that it's so much work if, if you have any kind of um, cachet you will get you know a hundred requests a day and you're like well I'm here you know, it becomes an eight-hour workday. During but the guy who played like <laughs> yeah. one of the, one of the, the minor characters on Office Space, and not Office, the Office, the American Office. That who's the tall, bald guy? Kind of talks like this. Oh yeah, yeah. He made a million dollars a year on Cameo. Holy shit! Yeah, and people basically just ask him to say the same phrase over and over, and he just sits in his house and does it. Hell yes. <laughs> I mean, get that bag however you can. Yeah, get it. Yeah, I was in Portland, and there's this skateboarding Jesus guy. <laughs> he rides yes. a longboard. Hang on, just one? <laughs> it, it, he's the there first one. There should be competing one. skateboarding all Jesus. He, all, yeah. That's all he talked about was the the other skateboarding Jesuses. 
And and he, but he, we did a little interview and he's very sweet. And he, he took me to his office and he had a whole setup. One was for Cameo and then all these other apps. He did them for churches. He did, oh. and he wasn't like a Christian guy, but he, he did... Uh, it very much for a little. Wow. For churches, like, hey guys, <laughs> Jesus here. I highly recommend St. Andrews. Yes. Great, great Eucharist, always fresh. <laughs> Just got some fresh trucks on the board. He did it. He, and, uh, he endorsed many uh, Texas high school football teams. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he did. Wow. Yes. And, and it made me, whoever was requesting those obviously had a sense of humor because. He wasn't that serious. Yeah. So I'm like, well, he must be doing it for the cool churches. But you're saying skateboarding Jesus is not evangelical. No, no. (laughs) It was, I mean, he put a little, like, kind of a bed skirt around his skateboard so it looked like he was floating. (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) Yes. Oh, God, I love that. And the skateboard was shaped like a crucifix. Yes. Of course it was. So you could take someone out at the ankles. It's a little. That might be a step too far. I know, I know. Even I was offended. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't throw a log on the fire at church camp i was offended but he made such a living and told me here's what you need to do and that's when i signed up for cameo and yes during quarantine even just for me it was a daily thing and sometimes they were oh you have 24 hours to do this and it's our sweet fans yeah yeah. it was wow um but yeah i kind of dried up because you have to advertise it i've been pitched a couple of um cruises i've never been on a cruise and i'll never do one (laughs) uh but i have stand up to do, oh yeah, stand-up and music cruises now are a very big thing. It's good money, right? Yeah, and especially, here's what's amazing. So many of our alt-rock 90s heroes are either doing the um, soundtracks for children's shows. Oh yeah. Kay Hanley from Letters to Cleo yeah. does Doc McStuffins and um, <laughs> I'm not kidding, she does Doc McStuffins. That's awesome. And they might be giants does Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Oh yeah. And, yeah, they um, always did cool kids Yeah, songs. yeah, yeah. Yeah. But now there are these cruises. I know that um like 311 Yeah, crew, like yeah. They, they will do and it's 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 no different than like when there's a package tour now of all your like there was that thing that was just touring with like the Cure and yeah, just know, like Heaven Fest. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ju- yeah. Where it's they just we're going to it's package nostalgia. Yeah, and the artists that are on it apparently make bank. They're like, why not? Why wouldn't I do this? Right. But yeah. you're but there's something about a cruise because isn't there a specific kind of person that likes to go on a cruise? That <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's um, it's really good. It, the the marketing concept is amazing because they're probably pulling in all these people who would never go on a cruise. Oh yeah, right. That's true. They're oh, tapping yeah. in new markets, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. I just can't imagine Juliana Hatfield's fans, <laughs> you know, wanting like salivating for the all night buffet. Yeah. And going, God, I hope she does yeah. Hey Babe today. And yeah. Wandering in, she's like, because I'm ugly. <laughs> Why is she so upset? She's not ugly. She's not ugly. And plus, look at the ambrosia for breakfast. Aunt Marie, keep your voice down. She's singing a ballad. Ambrosia. Ambrosia's like yeah. that lime green jello marshmallow. Oh, pre- it's every, like, like Cool Whip. It, it's It's just... <laughs> That we have a bunch of cold things in the fridge. Let's just match them together. <laughs> mandarin oranges. Grapes. Why yes. not? Yeah. Oh, God. The mandarin oranges in that basically sugar water. Yes. Just just soaking in sugar water. It's the stuff that if it gets left out at a barbecue on a picnic table, don't eat that. Yeah. Well, or if it gets left out, it ferments. 
and the kids can catch a tiny buzz maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. their first <laughs> like oh that, that was a, that, mommy that the, the oranges were fizzy yeah. oh give me those. we're just saving money on your penicillin yeah that oh i don't know if i'd want to do my subtle word make ups in front of a you know ozfest just a <laughs> I remember oh, when I was eight, so scary. I was visiting my grandparents in Arizona, and we all went out to dinner one night with my our Aunt Debbie. And Aunt Debbie ordered a uh, vodka tonic, and I ordered a 7-Up. And it was the late 70s, and all the, all the glasses were just the same. There was no... And they put her vodka tonic in front of me and my 7-Up in front of her. And I wasn't really, you know, like 7 or 8. I just straws in, and I drink like half of it without even thinking of it. <laughs> Meanwhile, my Aunt Debbie is sipping her as she goes, man, they really make great vodka tonics. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's just straight seven, seven up. up. But it took her a second, like she got maybe a fourth way through it and then she looked at me and was like, no, 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 and like <laughs> grabbed it. But I, I, remember, I remember distinctly getting a weird little buzz. Yeah. Because I didn't, I just drank half. How old? Sure. Like seven or eight. Oh, wow. That's yeah. great. When you're shirtless dancing on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. Oh, I Stage love it. Stage diving into the ball pit. I actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a. Patton, put your shirt there. back on. What are you doing? Oh, my God. It's an Italian restaurant. <laughs> just swimming in a mar marinara tub. <laughs> There. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> so, uh, to the listeners that can't, uh, that have no visual now, we are heading east on Ventura Boulevard, and Ventura Studio City is where all of the hipsters who aged out of Los Feliz have moved because <laughs> we're about to enter an area of Ventura Boulevard where the restaurants and coffee shops are actually kind of good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, for sure. And there was a weird. Ooh migration of services over here. Oh my God, yeah, there's Mark's Garden. Mark's Garden. Beautifully decorated. Uh, but there's a bunch <laughs> of restaurants along here that are great, like shockingly great. Yeah, and I, every time I drive down this street, I'm like, I'm gonna hang out over here. Yeah, I, wait a minute. I never do. Because no, <laughs> the, the, it's the valley. Yeah. Also, if you have Echo Park, have Echo Park. You're not yeah, driving over here. But this... There's Petit Trois, that's the guys who do Animal. That's their little French place. Oh. Amazing, there is a little um, pub there, the one up, that has got uh, video games and oh, I like really it. good Ooh. pub food. Um, the Woodman is really tasty. Coming up on our left in a second will be <laughs> a place, oh my God, I'm, please put please put your headphones on now. <laughs> um, but there's a place coming up uh, called Wood and Water that is so goddamn good. What do they serve? Just amazing food, just amazing dinner. And then they do like, Sunday brunch, but all of their food is fantastic, mm. and it's on Ventura in the goddamn valley, <laughs> and you do not expect it to be that good, and it is. It's right past Menchie. See, oh, Wood Menchie, Water there's Menchie's. and there's a home state over here. And there's I a didn't home know state. That. Yes, there's a home state. Ooh, in um, which if you are from Austin and you move to Los Angeles and you miss hot bowls of cheese, <laughs> <laughs> which which used to I used to eat so much of it I had a slight limp. <laughs> Martha Kelly and I would eat. She, she would just call me up. <laughs> she would just call me up and go, "Hi, Fairbanks." Ugh, 
do you want to get a big bowl of cheese? <laughs> like, yeah, we might as you well. do it? And you're like, you but I have it? gout. It's like, it doesn't matter. My yeah. foot is numb. I'm like Olivia Coleman in the favorite right now. I can't get out of bed. Get me my bunnies. We also just passed on our left back there, Casa Vega, which is oh. the site of many a 1970s drunken debauchery. I think Casa Vega features in licorice pizza. I it think does, yeah. They, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah that they all that go was drinking the one there. on the tip of my tongue. And then yeah. other than that, just like the movie Barfly or something. Uh, well, that's all downtown. Although I also think Casa Vega is in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. I think they go drinking there. I also went... Uh, I went to dinner there once in the 90s before I stopped drinking, and mm -hmm. I forgot that I had even been there. So then the next time, people are like, should we go to Casa Vega? I'm like, yeah, I've never been there. And whoever was with me was like, we were there last month. Like, what is wrong with you? Or I'm like, nothing, nothing is wrong with me until I decide there's something super wrong with me. Can't a girl decide when she bottoms out? <laughs> I'll black out as many times as I need to. You do not black out, explain to me. <laughs> This is sexist. <laughs> this is very sexist. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you have the class. Still the classic Valley uh, Five Guys, Western Bagel, Starbucks, like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. Also, then you got, and, but then there's an Alfred Coffee. Alfred. Oh, it's all boarded and there's up. A, there's a Jones on Third <laughs> over um, off of Laurel Canyon now. That place is the greatest. Oh, my God. If you want to. Uh, go see uh, pissed off people about to go audition at CBS Radford. <laughs> that That's is exactly. where you go. And the, and the people who aren't going to choose them for their project, yeah. they're also there. All sitting together, putting their punch cards in. <laughs> well, gotta go fire you now. Also, gotta go pass on you. Sportsman's Lodge, that, oh, that hotel. Boy. They have like a poolside... Uh, you can just go there. You don't need to even be in a room. Yeah. I don't think that, that the hotel's there anymore, though. It's now... It didn't look like it was in great shape. It's... Mm. Well, oh, it's... no, they refurbished the whole thing. But is the actual hotel there, or didn't they turn it into, like, an Equinox strip mall? Yes. Yeah. They did, but the poolside thing is still there. Oh, oh it is. One oh. of my favorite uh, names, Muffin Can Stop Us. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's not real. That we just passed Muffin Can Stop Us. Are you serious? I'm not... Kidding. It's right next to Elements Pharmacy. Where can I pay $300 for my COVID vaccine? Why, you want to go to Elements Pharmacy where the stars go. I muffins can stop. I want that to be a tailor. I don't want to go get it for free at CVS like I'm some kind of prole. Well, then you want to head down to Elements Pharmacy. I'm, I'm trying to think of wordplay on We Built the City so hard right now that my brain is bleeding. God well, damn it. I mean, you know, there was always the, who, there was some road comic, I'm sure, that went, We Built this titty yes <laughs> we built this titty on silicone yeah, you know somebody did that oh, wow. yeah i think it was, there's no way they did i think it was mark cohen <laughs> <laughs> didn't he he did a parody of like here's oh, he a would bad make fun of those guys yes. yeah and it but then i it's the funniest thing in the world to me yeah he it. would do it to make fun of it but it would always kill also, he would do it in the middle of a party. Everyone had just smoked pot, and then he would pick up a guitar and be making eye contact with you like the craziest person on the planet. And he's like, we built this titty where you're like, I can't do this right now. <laughs> to avoid constipation, she always ate the raisinets. Like, Coco, please, I'm please. so goddamn high right now. Oh. Blaine brought some lighter weed, and I cannot. Please, just Please. stop. I'm going to die. I He's do, truly the funniest. I have three other versions in my head, but they're offensive now. 
You, I can't <laughs> right. repeat them. Right. He always made me laugh. Mark the funniest. Yeah, oh God. He just, I think he's now got a regular Vegas. Yes, gig. he has a, a, a residency somewhere. Oh, great. Yeah, and, and look. Oh, there's the licorice pizza pop-up store on our right. Nice. Arts Delicatessen. Oh, I gotta go back to breakfast. I love that place. Are you? Do you regularly do stand-up in Vegas, Patton? Not as as. Oh, by the way, um, Annabelle's Book Club on our right. Amazing. Uh, tween young adult bookstore. Oh. Amazing. Nice. Um, I don't do as much stand-up as I would like in Vegas. I like to go in there and do like one show. I just don't like a lot of the clubs they would like you to come in Monday through Sunday. Right, of course. And, oh, yeah. and that drives me insane. No, I'm, I would assume you're doing one show and then getting out since uh, I'm, I'm guessing I, you're not a gambler love, like me. I love Vegas, but not after two days. Right. Then I got to get out. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm Karen, a blast from our past coming up on the right is Wasteland. Wasteland, get me an outfit now. And my daughter is now obsessed with Wasteland, loves it. So exciting. I got her a gift certificate for Easter. She's so excited. <laughs> I feel like I went there when I first, has that been there a long time? A while, not that long. But yeah, yeah, like 10 years maybe? Yeah. Yeah, I've oh, been The there. Wasteland on hate. Oh. Because Wasteland mm. is like a, it's like a bit of a step up Crossroads. Yes. Crossroads is more like you need to pay your rent, so you have to get rid of like the new issues you and have. And Wasteland right. is more curated. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And Wasteland's more like you're some sort of a nepo baby trust fund kid, and you've been cut off, so you have to start slowly selling your Prada shit. That's why I know. You're right. That. Yeah. And also at Wasteland, you have a you actually have a better chance at getting some good things for yourself to buy. At Crossroads, the really good shit that comes in is clearly nabbed by the employees yes. and never makes yeah. it to the rack. Yes, yeah, for they, sure. Yeah, they. I remember going there with a bag of clothes and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna make a killing and they turned down all of it. Oh, and yes. I was like so defending it. I'm like, yeah. these are specific <laughs> skate brands. <laughs> it's streetwear. Uh, ever heard of streetwear? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, remember, you ever heard of Gator? <laughs> he endorsed these. Mark, yeah, I know. And then he yeah, went I know to about prison the murder, for murder. I very much like that you just brought up Mark Gator Rengowski. Come on, man. He lost his mind and killed some. Yes. Guys, I almost killed two people just For the now. record. <laughs> oh, we are going to the cleaners. Hell I'll be yeah. out in two seconds. <laughs> we're taking, we're literally yeah. taking Pat into the cleaners. And now, when I, remember, <laughs> keep in mind, I'm... <laughs> I'm going to listen to this podcast later, so whatever you say about me when I'm out of the car, yeah. I will hear later. Get ready. So add some intrigue for me. I'll be right back. In the 90s, Patton was such a slut. <laughs> Before the door shuts. Oh, man. You fit it in there. Oh, but no. I just got like five restaurant recommendations. Yeah. I love that that's his instinct to do a street tour. Yes. People like it, even though they can't see it. What we're talking about. You're right. People like that. People what was the mu like muffin? It. Muffin can stop me. <laughs> muffin can stop us. <laughs> oh, God. Which also isn't, not to argue, because it's a great name. Although, if you actually look at it, you're saying it can stop you. Maybe that is good, because you're like, muffin, nothing can stop us except for a muffin. Yes. And by stop us, it means pull over and get one. Put, get, come and stop and get us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's the best. Look at those fun <laughs> prints. <laughs> those are fun shirts. <laughs> True professional. Yeah, we want a clean take here. Yeah. <laughs> 
That's what I just got to do. Though. I got to do the whole goddamn thing again. <laughs> Go back in your house. We'll pull up. Go back to Mulholland. <laughs> Boy. Hey, have um, Chris, Karen, have either of you together or alone played Vegas? I no. haven't for a long time, but... But you uh, played it? Yes. Uh, just opening for uh, people. I've never had my own private showcase. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done Brad Garrett's yet. <laughs> I did, way back in the day, I did the Riviera when it was booked by Steve Sharippa from oh, The Sopranos. He was the booker. That's right. Really? And, <laughs> oh, God. And that's that's the one where you came in Monday morning and you worked Monday through Sunday and you and you got the little card that would let you into that weird, there's that there's that subterranean tunnels with, you the, with the cafeteria. With the yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. It's really bizarre. It's, it's, it's a world, it's a city underneath the hotel. Mm-hmm that the workers live in. Well, now I know how many times I've worked there because I've many times have eaten down there. <laughs> I just am not me- remembering the details of the show, which well, is the, the, probably the, a bad the thing. The show is, the one thing about Vegas that they will tell you is, you know, just do 15 minutes. We just want them back on the floor. You don't need to do it. Like, oh, we don't yeah. Need to do it. Just get them out there. Which I, I wow. wish they would just tell you that. It's so much less pressure. Yeah, I also remember that was the, the Riviera was the first time I came off stage and the manager, Steve Trippa, uh, just went, oh, fuck these people, they're idiots. Aww. Like, cause, cause that's how badly I had done. He's just like, oh, fuck them. Don't worry about it. There, for that's a little nice. while, these guys that did the Ramada Inn basement show. What? Where? There was, it was, Los the, the, yeah, on Vermont. It was. Uh, Wait, I know that place. There was a show there? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. And it was totally haunted there. In I would, the, Wait a minute, what, what the fuck was in the basement? Was it a theater or a There's showcase? a little bar down there. Oh, no. Yeah, and these guys had a show suddenly at the Palms Casino. Where I'm it's, sorry, they had a show suddenly. They suddenly, <laughs> they, they were like, hey, do you want to do our show at the Palms? And I drove to Vegas, and Sean oh. Reap, the does that thing have a Hemi mm-hmm. uh, uh, comic, and I were on this billboard and I ate it so they were it was like NASCAR weekend and it was an audience of Home Depot jackets and uh, they were screaming at me to get off stage like I was eating it so hard and John who I don't didn't know that well came out and said this is my friend and you guys are being rude to him, which just made everything worse. <laughs> oh, was like, your, your mom came to school yeah, and yelled yeah. at the bullies. Oh, God, now yeah. you're dead. Yeah, it was. I have never. And it was hosted by a Playboy bunny. Sure. It oh. was the most. Uh, that's what I blocked out. I only remember eating with the staff in the underground. <laughs> yep. I remember uh, why I took it out of my memory. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just everyone I know that ever attempted to play Vegas, almost everyone got fired like a day oh. or two in. That oh, was yeah. always the story. People would be coming back like, yeah, they fired me. Yeah, I'm, they sent me home. They sent me home. I made it through the whole week, which I wish I hadn't, because after a while, because you're in the casino, there's no windows there's no clocks hmm. you, right. you lose that circadian rhythm mm-hmm. and you're just and there's nothing to do after what you think oh there's me but there's actually not that much to do because yeah. you're doing a show at night there's no bookstores there, yeah. there's no movie theaters here but they don't want you do they want no. people in the casino so you're like i don't have anything to do and you start to go crazy yeah. you're like 
I'm down in that subterranean cafeteria <laughs> at five o'clock having a bowl of Fruit Loops and some ravioli. I don't know. Like, <laughs> Together. What, what happens if I do this? Yeah. It's, it's dinner breakfast. It, <laughs> it's it's breakfast. Yeah. And I don't gamble, so I really, I yeah. just, I guess I'll smoke a pack of cigarettes in this elevator. Blaine told me, Blaine Kovach told me that he did the Maxim Casino one time and he went up and he did really well. And he came off, and the the club owner was just gl- s- s- glaring at him like murder. And Blaine was like, "Oh, I bet I cursed or said something he's not happy about." And then uh, the guy just c- comes up to him and he goes, "This is a hard shoe gig." Like Blaine was oh wearing my. sneakers. And oh, he wasn't wearing sneakers. a <laughs> hard like, hard shoe gig. Have you guys ever you heard a, the you, phrase "hard shoe"? No, it's, it's all that old school. Like <laughs> you're gonna, those are your show clothes. <laughs> the stuff you're wearing in the street, you just wear it. But that's that your show clothes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Jeez. Oh, like the the guys that hang around backstage with no pants on because they want to keep the crease to the last second. Oh, that's, that's, that's that's one so when you see funny. like pictures of. Jerry Lewis and Don Rickles, even at the end of their career, like when they're backstage, they they have the full dress shirt on and the jacket and no pants because when they came up, you put your pants on at the last possible second. So you went up with a really sharp crease. I mean... Isn't that weird? It's, yeah. it's hilarious, but it's also like saying... I insist that it's 70 years ago and you <laughs> yes. have to be where I am where it's like, yeah. excuse me, sir. Hard shoes aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I didn't even know what that phrase meant. <laughs> yeah. You just threw me. <laughs> you, your insult threw me because I didn't know. Well, what was that? Oh my God. You had that great joke, Karen, about your dad saying like, uh, you're funny, Karen, but you're no Bob Hope. You're no Bob Hope. <laughs> and you go, I don't even, what is it? I don't know what to say to that because I don't know who he is. <laughs> so why don't you sit down before you fall down? The, the military promoter? <laughs> <laughs> so insane. Oh, God, that, that just made me laugh. So I remember the first time I heard you say that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's so perfect. You know what's really funny? I think recently I watched an episode of either Cheers or... Ooh some 80s sitcom mm-hmm. and I saw a person say sit down before you fall down I was like oh no I stole that <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh no yeah it was like in a it was in a like an old sitcom where I was like that's why that was in my brain oh wow <laughs> it's, wow you know, enough time has passed I'm yeah. it's yours I'm I mean, giving it, it to you yeah. also, it, was, it was in the air that was yeah. that th- that's that thing like you know Rosie O'Donnell tells that story of that her first set and she killed it was all Jerry Seinfeld's material that she had just seen on TV, and she thought that's what oh. that's how you did stand-up, is you just do jokes. You like, go up and you tell those jokes. You just tell jokes you know. <laughs> it's like, no. I like, here's some jokes I like. Yeah. You guys might like this one, because I know I do. Apparently all the comics in the back were like, horrified, like, what are you doing? And she's like, what? I annihilated. <laughs> I was watching, there's an old um, Warren Beatty film called Mickey One that he made in the early 60s with Arthur Penn, and he plays a stand-up comedian who's on the run from the mob. Mm. But oh, this wow. is early 60s. And so there's a scene where he's hiding out in like a in, in like the lower part of showbiz. Like he's hang, hanging out in a strip club. So the strip club comedian goes up, who's like this old baggy pants style comedian. <laughs> and Warren is drunk, and he starts heckling him. And the guy starts using 
heckler comebacks on him. Uh-huh. But and, but Warren knows them all. And at one point, the guy goes... And then, again, this is a movie made in the early 60s. And the character in the scene is someone who's been doing comedy since, like, the 40s. That's what this is, you know, they're making fun of. And he goes, I don't come to where you work. And then Warren goes, and jiggle the mop handle. <laughs> Which you're like, that's how old that fucking insult is. That's wow. Because that was everywhere in the 80s. I don't come to where you work and mess with the Slurpee machine. Yeah, that, That's yeah. just been... It's almost like comedian lore that's been passed down. Right. Isn't that weird? Yeah. yeah. And there's still comics that will do that. I'll oh, come yeah. to your work and yeah. dot, dot, sure. dot. Wow. Well, and when you're desperate. I mean, I remember there was a... I remember having to do colleges and freaking out because I had an LA 30 and a college five, essentially. <laughs> yes! Was, oh my God, that's exactly... Yes! One of the worst feelings in the world where you're like, I actually don't have material. This is all personality-based. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? It's all inside joke shit, too. Yes. And about I'm, the industry. Yes! And stuff that, like, no one actually cares about in the real world. Yes! And having those, like, realizations on stage. And I remember before I left, Karen Anderson goes, you can do any of my material. And I absolutely went into her act. <laughs> I was like, it yeah, was like. help a, me, Karen. Seriously, I was drowning. And it just like, I, I'm oh. sure I did something of Blaine's too. Because Blaine has those jokes. Oh, those God. like hard jokes that stick in your mind. Where oh. you're just like, oh, wait, that just, oh, that was Blaine's. What a, I'm just losing my mind just now. Just surviving. Yeah. Surviving. <laughs> he does this stuff now on stage where he'll stop and rattle off his sponsors for his... Oh, yeah, yeah, I love... Best. Brought to you by Swiffer. When you don't feel like cleaning, don't really clean. <laughs> brought to you by Axe Body Spray. Ed Hardy for the blind. <laughs> oh. I heard him do that and I kind of started crying because I'm like, that's the best joke yeah. ever. I'll never write it. And joke it's been like sitting that. there for. <laughs> I was talking, we went, I'm on a th- thread with him and a bunch of other comedians. And we were talking about, for some reason, you know, you've gone in those weird rabbit holes about people, famous people, and he went down, a, for some reason, went down a Peter Wolf rabbit hole. <laughs> so right there. But he was on his Wikipedia and Peter Wolf, lead singer of the Jay Gals band, was married to Faye Dunaway for three years. No. In the early 70s. And then, and I said, oh, you know, Peter Wolf and uh, Amy Mann we used to be boyfriend, girlfriend way back in the day. And then Blaine just t- texted me back, did they break up because of all the Wolfman jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Wolfman. Wolfman. That would have been their portmanteau. That's right. Or yeah. their child's hyphenate. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, and then, oh, so they got to name him Harry. Harry Wolfman. <laughs> <laughs> I love those those kind of people that are just like, let's give our child a joke name. Yes. And t- entertain ourselves. Yeah, well, that was, who's the, he, his name now is um, C.Q. Jones. He's a director, but he's David Bowie's son. Oh, oh wow. And he was, when he was growing up, he was Zoe Bowie. Oh, right. And then he was like, yeah, um, C.Q., Dad, we're we're done with this. I, I'm I'm glad that you lived on cocaine and milk and uh, jalapeno peppers all through the seventies. Red peppers. Red peppers. Yes, oh, that's all he wait, ate. Really? Yes. Yes. He had this weird diet. He would just drink milk, snort coke, and eat red peppers for like years. <laughs> for years. For years. Oh. Yeah. But then he was started hallucinating. There's that really good story where, like, he saw something in the bottom. There was an indoor pool in mm-hmm. some mansion they had in L.A. Do you know that story? <laughs> no. And he, he hallucinated this thing where basically the devil was coming up out of the pool. And somebody's <sighs> like, hey, we got to get you off the Coke, off the peppers. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the peppers, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's the devil. <laughs> yeah, we got to get you a steak. 
<laughs> a steak and some mashed potatoes stat. Gotta take it easy. Holy shit. Yeah, Have you the, guys seen the Bowie documentary? No, my, it is my daughter has demanded I wait till she gets back from camp because she's obsessed with Bowie. We got to watch it together. Oh, Dang. she's at camp she right now? Yeah, she's where, at camp right now. Is it? Out in Vermont. She just oh, wow, that's running great. around in the woods. That's where I wanted it to be. Nice. <laughs> that's like dream camp. Yeah. yeah, I know. She's very, very happy. Good. That's yeah. great. And I just did a, you know, I, I have a, a new trade paperback that's coming out July 12th, listeners. Yeah. If you want to go to your called Minor Threats, first four issues of my comic, Minor Threats. Collected. I mentioned that uh, because on the way to Karen's, I I listened to Minor Threat. Oh, well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, unrelated. But, but we had a big release party out at um in in uh, Eagle Rock at, at a place called uh, Revenge Of. So we did a signing, we had barbecue, we had a couple comedians, and we had a band play. And the band that I got to play was Bleached, which is my daughter's favorite. Oh, they're band. great! Aww. So I she like got them. to like meet them backstage and then watch their sound check. And and she was just like you. It was she was so. I'm just so happy that she's into really really cool music, and that music leads her forward into people like Lana Del Rey. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, and but then also like if they mention say, what is this line? I listen to Sabbath. Um, you know that it's real. She goes, oh, that's a band called Black Sabbath. And then I'll play her Paranoid. Now she loves Black Sabbath. Oh, that's yeah. great. I went to a Bleach show. The Sisters, right? Aren't they? Oh, yeah. Just, yeah, I, Clavin Sisters. It was an all-ages show, and I yeah. couldn't believe how many cool ba- parents brought their cool oh. kids with little earmuffs on. <laughs> and I, I, it was the best show. I knew nothing about that band. They do the best songs about growing up and being a little punk in the valley and <laughs> and being and you know um, and we were backstage and um, I, here's something I here's how, how here's how your kids get away from you in great ways. So Jennifer was saying, yeah, we were just touring and we were supposed to open for um, Bikini Kill at the Greek, and the day of, uh, my sister uh, Jessica got. COVID and we couldn't uh, do it. And my daughter's like, you didn't get to open for Bikini Kill? And I go, do you know who Bikini Kill is? She goes, yeah, Kathleen Hanna. And when we drove home, she she plugged her phone into the thing and played me all the Bikini Kill songs she loves. Oh, I wow. didn't know she was into Bikini. I'm so That's, happy. Yes. Yeah, that is yeah. It's a, beautiful. a surprise. Yeah. And also it's so cool to me because it's this, it's like whatever it is now, fourth wave feminism or whatever, yep. where it's cool to be into those bands, which were like, you had to, in the nineties, no cool people to find out about those yes, bands. Yes, exactly. And now it's kind of like somebody is on the circuit going, listen to this, do this, yeah. pay attention to this. Don't miss this. It's the you, best. You're going to love it. Yeah. That's so... That was delightful. That was perfection. You are out of the gates. You were hilarious. <laughs> you you had the instincts to do a, a street tour of Ventura oh, Boulevard. Yes. We got the, something done for I, you. I can't believe you live two minutes from me. Karen, let's go get coffee soon. Yes, please. God damn it. Yes, I can't absolutely. imagine how busy you are because <laughs> I know that you're running a, an empire, but <laughs> Slight. if you can Talk to your assistant, have her pick <laughs> open an hour, and we'll get some caffeine. That would be great. Let's go to Jones on 3rd. Yes. Okay. You've been listening to Do You Need a Ride? <laughs> D-Y-N-A-R. This has been an Exactly Right production. Produced by Annalise Nelson. Mixed by Edson Choi. Our talent booker is Patrick Kotner. Theme song by Karen Kilgariff. Artwork by Chris Fairbanks. 
Follow the show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Dinar Podcast. That's D-Y-N-A-R Podcast. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Follow Do You Need a Ride on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen so you never miss an episode. If you like what you hear, rate and review the show. And visit the exactlyrightstore.com to purchase Do You Need a Ride merch.